Well, we are back. Sorry for the month-long hiatus here, but we made it back. I thought you quit. Man, life is hectic right now, and finding an hour or two to do this during the week is really hard. (laughs) I got so much to do for this. Like I said, I keep talking about the CPA, but it's, yeah, it's kicking my butt because it's, I have to spend, usually spend at least a couple hours most nights doing it. Um, And then the nights that I don't have as much to do, you know, I try to spend with my wife or doing other things. So, all those important things. But, uh, yeah, hopefully it won't stop us from doing this. Um, I guess before we get into it, let's do our number 73s. Yeah. I was surprised. I didn't know this one off the top of my head, but, I mean, this guy played long before I ever started watching football. <laughs> I mean, he was done his career before I was born. Uh, mm-hmm. This was John Hanna. Uh, he was a tackle for the, the Patriots from 1973 to 1985. So, But, I mean, in the Patriots Hall of Fame, pretty sure he's in the Hall of Fame. Just probably one of their better players from that era, I think. Mm-hmm. The Patriots weren't very good during that era, but I mean, still a good player uh, for them. So, yeah, John Hanna, come on down. Mm. Well, I went with Ramon Foster. He's pretty, uh, I think he's a pretty well-known offensive lineman. He was for the Steelers for a long time. Part of that really good offensive line that um, made Le'Veon Bell a star. Um I think he retired this offseason. Maybe it was last offseason, but I know he retired recently. And so, um, but got a lot of love for him because he was around for a long time. So, Ramon Foster, I think I think he played right tackle, if I'm if I'm guessing right. Yeah, because he was he was next to David DeCastro. So, real exciting players there. A couple tackles that people will yeah. definitely not know about. Offensive lineman, man. So exciting. Um, so we, yeah, we've, we've, uh, missed a lot of stuff. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> the draft, the rookie draft, I think. The Rogers drama. Oh yeah. We were kind of talking about it coming in here that you guys have probably all heard a ton of draft analysis by this point. Um, we're still going to go through, you know, some highlights and stuff and kind of things that we saw, but we're not going to spend an hour, you know, diving into the NFL draft. We'll spend more time on the rookie draft specific to our fantasy football league, I think. But there's been a lot, and the schedule got released, so that'll probably be a topic for the next episode here. Um, But yeah, I think we're going to start right in here with the NFL draft that happened a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and this was was a a fun experience for me because uh, my wife actually watched decent amount of the draft with me because she follows Zach Wilson's mom on Instagram and I guess she's kind of a character so (laughs) she was all in on watching seeing where he went and seeing them in the I guess it's not the green room anymore or pods or whatever they were into or this draft but uh, picks one and two kind of went the way we thought so I don't think there's really anything to talk about there Um, and really it's, it's pick three with Trey Lance going to San Francisco that wasn't like a shocker but still a surprise because there was so much Mac Jones talks and like Justin Fields being available. Um, but they went with Trey Lance, the guy that has the least amount of snaps. Yeah. Hasn't played in a year. 
and uh, might not play for another year if he's behind Jimmy. So, I mean, but obviously they believe in him. They see something. They saw something when they went to his pro days. So, I mean, dual threat. Um, I guess they fell in love with him and his family when they went. Uh, I mean, Shanahan and Lynch when they went to go check out his pro day. But Right. Yeah, Trey Lance to San Francisco. What were your thoughts on that? Well, it kind of felt like like coming into the draft, it was like they were saying like either him or Mac Jones at that spot. But I felt like you don't take Mac Jones at three. <laughs> I don't know because I, I feel like, especially with like a guy like Shanahan, he probably wants one of these dynamic, potentially dynamic QBs that can do more than just stand in the pocket, even though he'd coached Matt Ryan to an MVP. But anyway. Exactly. Well, um, this was... I was all in on Mac Jones to San Francisco about probably three hours before the draft when I was listening mm-hmm. to the Pat McAfee show. And then he, they were live and like they started all freaking out because he got a text and he didn't know if it was real or fake, if someone was trying to bait him into reporting something false. Uh, but it was that Lance was going to the Niners. And mm-hmm. uh, so when they started talking about that and I was like, oh, so I wasn't like, I still thought it was going to be Mac, but uh, it didn't surprise me though when it was Lance because there were so many other reports of of him. Going yeah, it was down to those two guys, so not really a surprise. Just you know, it was kind of like who are they going to take? Um, it was interesting how Field stock kind of fell a little bit come leading up to the even in just the last week before the draft, you know. But yeah, I mean, as we go down these teams, I mean, Pitts went to Atlanta. That's great. I don't know if you have anything to say there. Chase to Cincinnati. Good luck, I guess, Burrow. I guess that one was kind of a surprise. Well, not a surprise. Like, I heard it was between him or Sewell, but, I mean, everyone was like, Joe Burrow got hit so many times last year. He was like, uh, probably highest in the NFL, blah, 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 all this stuff. And then it was, so it was like, a tackle makes sense, right? Um, okay, but, but this, this is going to be the same conversation we have with the Steelers, though, right? Because it's, do you take the elite prospect at that skill position, or do you, and then do you take like a second round lineman, or do you go first round lineman and some sort of fifth, sixth option at that skill position? Like I don't know, what do you value more? What would you do? Well, being a Steelers fan, I'll take the wide receiver in the third round every time. No, <laughs> uh, um, I think. I think uh, it seems like offensive linemen at the top of the draft probably last longer and like hit more. Sure. Um, just just in terms of like their playing career too. Like if you draft a tackle who's going to be your the anchor of your offensive line, he could be there for ten plus years. You know, receivers sometimes don't even they can have two elite seasons and then disappear um i think too this is a unique situation because you have to you have to factor in that chase and burrow have this or already have this chemistry from college right and i i I think that's a real thing that that these teams value and i think that's probably what eventually got this done you know i feel like that's but as you look at how the draft went i mean they could have taken Sewell and gotten like a, a terrace marshall they could have gotten yeah. Um, I mean, like a, a, well, they couldn't have gotten Tony, but either way, there, there were other options out there. So I mean, but I, I, 
I have a feeling that Burrow and Chase is going to work out. Um, mm-hmm. Just because they're both good prospects. Um, okay, anything else there before we move along? No. Um, and then Waddle goes to Miami. Um, good job getting some help for Tua. I like that. Uh, so Sewell falls to the Lions. Um, I think that's really easy for the Lions to make a, a selection there. There was a clip yeah. going out of their war room, their draft room, and they were all freaking out when he fell to them. And they were, it was like the easiest pick, I guess, they've. Well, I know there's like that clip of their coach Dan Campbell being like talking about knee biters and like you know yeah. some and and everyone's like everyone's like this is the perfect guy that fits that so <laughs> anyway um and then we had a little run on on defensive backs we don't really need to touch on them but it is interesting that Carolina and Denver passed on fields uh, just because you could argue that he would have been a good fit for either of those teams. Yeah, they I both thought felt the need to address other positions. I thought I thought I thought Denver would Denver yeah, probably too. should have picked Fields. I mean, we know Drew Locke's probably not going to be anything here, but apparently John Elway still loves him, so Yeah. And then we get a trade and this is Philadelphia trading up with Dallas to get ahead of the Giants to take Devonta Smith. And I guess the Giants were furious <laughs> about that. So, and it was interesting because the draft went Cowboys, uh, sorry, Cowboys, Giants, Eagles. So right. all the same division picking right after each other. So a little bit of trading between the division and shots being fired at each other. Uh, but uh, the Heisman <sighs> Trophy winner goes to the Eagles. So I'm sure Eagles fans are happy about that. Well, man, after after so many misses on, well, I guess, I guess with Re, with Rieger you can't really Rager, yeah, we how we say his name, but like you know, it feels like it feels like the Eagles miss on first round wide receivers a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. they, like what, they need weapons bad, so this yeah. this made a ton of sense for them. What I like from this draft overall is that Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones, uh, Tua, Burrow. I mean, just all these young quarterbacks that were like, like even Sam Darnold, like their their teams got them help, and like they're they did a lot to like help these young quarterbacks and give them an opportunity. So it's not all on not all on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. So um, this is a good case of that. Where I mean, even the the Waddle pick uh, just before this, and some of these picks that we'll see going forward that um, teams are helping their quarterbacks, which I liked. Um, right. So then the Giants feel the need to trade back. And apparently they never trade back. This is this is like a rare occurrence. Yeah. Uh, but Chicago comes up. They pay a decent price. I know they gave up a first-round pick and a couple other picks. Uh, and they come up and they get fields at 11. I was a little heartbroken at this point. <laughs> I Sorry. did think he was going to fall. And I thought that we were going to have our options of either Max Jones or Justin Fields. And having watched Cam, I was like, oh, man, I really like watching dual threat quarterback. And so I, I think I had talked myself into Fields at that point. Uh-huh. Um, but Chicago comes up and gets Fields. And I think they saved everybody's jobs <laughs> with that pick. Yeah, that's a big time pick for them. Um, they need QB bad. Uh, Andy Dalton's not going to get it done. Although I think Dalton's probably better than Mitch Trubisky, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, no, I mean, this has made a lot of sense for Chicago, and I think um, it was widely celebrated among their fans. I follow a lot of White Sox people on Twitter, and they're Bears fans as well, so there's lots of celebrating going on. Yeah. Well, good for Chicago. They haven't had a good mm-hmm. quarterback since Rex Grossman. <laughs> so. Yep, yep. Um, so we'll go along here. We don't have to spend too much time here. Dallas gets Michael Parsons. I like that pick. I mean, probably yeah, the best linebacker in the draft. Their defense was atrocious last year, apparently, so that's really going to help them out. Right after that, Rashawn Slater, people argued that he was just as good as Denise Sewell. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, the Chargers get some protection for Herbert. That's great. Um, this is where it gets interesting because Minnesota apparently was looking to select um, Christian Derrissaw. Derrishaw, Derrishaw, an offensive tackle at this point. Um, but they traded back. They ended up getting him anyway, which is a nice when, – when you can do that, that's a win-win, right? Uh, you yeah. You uh, accumulate more, more draft capital and you uh, get the guy that you wanted. So then New York jumps up and grabs Elijah Bear Tucker, a guard. And, uh, again, helping out Zach Wilson, who they just took in the same round. Yeah, I think that's – I think that's great what the Jets did there. They, yeah, getting the QB and, and one of the top offensive linemen. One of the rumors really I good. heard was that the Patriots would have taken Elijah Vera Tucker if he would have been there, which I did not like. I didn't like to hear hmm. that. Um, <laughs> and I don't know how accurate that was, but that was one of the uh, some like Patriots beat writer I think was writing about this, and I just was like, why, 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 like. Just no, there's so many other things to address other than the offensive line. The offensive line is actually pretty good. So anyway, so now we're at the point where Mac Jones is on the board and the Patriots are on the board. And it was one of those scenarios where it was like, are we going to screw this up? Are we going to take some safety from Liberty to come and be our first round pick? And uh, they went with Mac Jones, Alabama. Not crazy athletic. Has a dad bod. But he's accurate. <laughs> he's played in a good system. He's been coached by a very Belichickian type person. Yep. And he, he's, I mean, I think all of the stuff I've read is just that he, he's good under pressure. He's good in the pocket. He's got good feet in the pocket. And he just, he can work through his reads and, and hit the open receiver. So um, I was happy with the pick. I was happy to get a quarterback, and I guess Mac Jones is the future now, and I'm I'm all in. I'm excited for it. Fair enough. I mean, I mean, he was being talked about as the third overall pick, so I mean, you got to be a little excited here, you know? <laughs> right. And I just, and you and I had this conversation about. Ohio State quarterbacks, Alabama quarterbacks, and, you know, the track record with them. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not great. Um, it's almost non-existent. Um, but if if anyone's going to make it work, it's, I don't know, I just think the transition for Mac Jones is not going to be that difficult because it's going to be two really good tight ends. It's going to be a very good offensive line. It's going to be a good run game, and it, they're going to tailor it for how they did with Brady, just, you know, not hanging on the ball very long. He's obviously not going to be running, but um, McCorkle, man, that's his name, McCorkle. I think it's his. It's either his middle name or his actual name, but 
Oh, really? Goal is our our guy. So nice. I mean, there's so many memes of him like walking up on stage, and they're like the store manager going up to like <laughs> kick out like some hooligans or something, and it's just or the principal going to break up a fight in the cafeteria. And, yeah. Um, I think he's a goofy guy, so I, I'm sure you're gonna have a heyday with that. Oh yeah. Um, but I like the pick. I liked it mm-hmm. more and more. And one of the other things that kind of came out was that New Orleans tried to move up to 14 to get him. They tried oh. to leapfrog the Patriots to to draft him. So whenever I hear about other teams trying to come up and get the guy that you end up with, I mean that always makes you feel good because obviously someone like Sean Payton was okay to make that move to come up and get him. So it's like if Sean Payton feels that way, Nick Saban likes him and Bill Belichick drafts him. I'm like, those are three guys. That's like, yeah, if they all see something, I'm good with it. So anyway, that's all we need to really say about that one. Um, moving along, Arizona gets a linebacker in Xavier Collins. Oh, I'm sorry. That's you I... anything else to add there? No, I was just, no, it's okay. I was just, on Zayvon Collins, I think that was the guy that I saw mocked to the Steelers a lot, and I thought if he fell to 24, that's who they'd take, but it didn't happen that way. But anyway, that's all. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders do a very Raiders type <sighs> take a tackle that they could have gotten probably in the second round. Man, uh, John Gruden makes no sense, man. Like he took not. that Cle- that Cleless Farrell guy or whatever a couple years back at like number three overall and like he was like a second round grade. Anyway, I don't. He hired Mike Mayock. That guy was like, wasn't he like all about like his job was like drafting. And yeah, he, he was. The he was like the NFL. Yeah, he was like the NFL Network draft guy. But the Raiders kind of were like the Jackal, Doctor Jackal. Wait, was it? Jackal Dr. Jekyll. Dr. Jekyll and Hyde or whatever. It's yeah. Like they'd make a really weird pick. All of a sudden, they'd make a great pick. And then a really weird pick and then a great pick. So just an odd draft for them. Um, uh, moving along, Miami gets Jalen Phillips. Uh, I guess he was one of the best pass rushers in the league uh, in, in the draft. He's actually out of Miami, too, which is kind of cool. So he, he doesn't have to go very far. Uh-huh. Uh, not a lot to say about Davis to Washington. I mean, that defense just gets better. New York comes up on the clock, takes Kadarius Tony. A little bit of a surprise here. I didn't anticipate Tony going ahead of like Bateman and and uh, right. some of, some of these other guys. But um, I mean, just just the the reviews on this guy are that he's he's like a kind of like Tariq Cohen. You know how they always talk about him being like a cheat code, kind of like that. Like he. He gets the ball in his yeah. hand and he can do everything and anything. So, again, this is another case where it's like Daniel Jones, you've got Barkley, you've got Galladay, you've got Rudolph, you've got Ingram, you've got Tony, you've got Shepard, you've got Slayton. Like, you've got an offense. So, no more excuses, sort of thing. Okay. Let's see here. Any other? We're getting close to yours. The Caleb Farley pick to the Titans. Yeah. That guy, I think he just had like injury concerns and opting out concerns. And so like he fell. But if those things are not an issue, I mean, like he was, he should have gone a lot higher. He should have probably been a top 10 pick. Is what I, 
come across. That was something Chris Sims talked about. He just said like, huh. he's just a high of grade coming out as uh, Jalen Ramsey, but the injury and like the opt out just dropped his value, his stock in the draft. Gotcha. Um, let's get to Pittsburgh. This is a great pick. I like this pick. Yeah. So again, coming into the draft, like I was, I would have bet against this happening, <laughs> just yeah. based on Steelers' track record. But at the same time, they need a running back really bad. Benny Snell's not going to be a good starting running back in the league. I don't think Anthony McFarlane's going to be a that either. Like he's probably better than Snell. I know if I've I've probably said this before, but if you watch Benny Snell, my wife doesn't really sit and watch a lot of football with me. But when she watches the Steelers with me, Benny Snell runs football and she's like, Why does that guy run right into the pile of guys? I'm like, that's a great question. <laughs> so we point. We needed a playmaker in the backfield. Yeah, you you can talk about like chicken chicken or the egg, you know, like offensive line or running back, whatever. But I, there was a tweet that I think I sent to you and Kent during the draft where it was like, you know, James Conner averaged how so 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 many yards per carry, and the other Steelers running backs was like way lower. So they were saying like, yeah, the offensive line struggled, but like I think it matters who you have back there as well. Um, the Steelers just needed this, like they just needed to get a dynamic guy in the backfield again, um, especially with Roethlisberger at the point that he is like, he just needs guys to take the load off of him. And that's exactly what this was. And I'm excited to cheer for this guy. I know Kent watches a lot of Alabama games in college, so he's pretty stoked, but yeah, I mean, other than just thinking they wouldn't do it and knowing that like offensive line was a really big need. I mean, at this point, there weren't really offensive linemen, you know, Another offensive lineman didn't go in the first round here, so. I think like the tier two was different, right? Like the tier of running backs. Harris obviously is the cream of the crop, mm-hmm. and whatever offensive lineman, it's like you're getting the best running back, or you're going to take the fifth or sixth best lineman. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Well, why not stack the odds in your favor at that position and take Harris? What was interesting was, at least for you and me, this draft uh, was to have an exciting pick by your team that you that they needed to do and you'd want them to do. And they actually did it where in the past you feel like, Oh, maybe they take the pass rusher or maybe they take the offensive lineman. They kind of, took right. maybe like people could argue the smarter decision, but it was, it was kind of fun to watch the draft and have an exciting pick, like a quarterback from Alabama from the running back from Alabama. And, and uh, I don't know. It made for a fun evening to, to see that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I agree. Okay. We can move along here. Jacksonville takes Travis Etienne. I think this was a horrible pick. Yeah, this this pick has gotten a lot of scrutiny. And it comes out later, and I don't know why you put this out there, but the Jags were very upset that Kadarius Tony was taken, and and then they took Etienne. So it's like, so does Travis Etienne now go to the Jaguars thinking, you guys wanted Tony, not me? So I was like, your second choice? or like, <laughs> But I mean, I don't know. I like the pairing of Trevor Lawrence with, ETN, I bet you they could have got ETN in the second round. Uh, and they probably could have gotten like a... I don't know. Like there was... I guess I don't really know who else you take. So maybe this... And whoever was on their board at that time, 
if Travis Etienne's the next guy, I guess you take him. Yeah, I mean, I just want to say it's a horrible pick. I'm just like, but it's, it's horrible obviously pick the, because of. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was saying obviously the pick itself isn't horrible. Like the talent, you know, some people maybe even had this guy as the best back in the draft, but like just with Robinson there and like. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. It. Just felt like the Jags probably have bigger needs here than the running back position, but the familiarity with Lawrence is probably a big deal. You know, like that'll that'll help out obviously in some ways, but I don't know. I just you just feel like there's lots more they could have done. And here's the thing, James Robinson, yeah, undrafted, I get it, but like we've seen guys be successful as undrafted players, like Arian Foster, uh, Devonta Freeman, I think was either a really late pick or undrafted. I can't remember. Um, I'm blanking on other guys, but I mean, just like James Robinson didn't have a bad season. He had a really good season. So it felt like the Jags had found kind of a diamond in the rough there. and But obviously they, they felt the need to go out and get ETN. Um, yeah, so questionable pick. But we'll see how the pairing is with Lawrence and ETN. I'm sure that they're excited to play together in Jacksonville. Um, Baltimore takes a, a wide receiver. They take Rashad Bateman. They actually really like that pick. See, like Jacksonville could have took him, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, moving down the line, Packers take a defensive back. So, I mean, they're really helping the situation again. With uh, Sorry, with Aaron Rodgers, making him happy. And, I don't know, that kind of sums up the draft. I don't really care for it. Well, away from Penn State to Baltimore, I actually think that was a really good pick. Mm. Um, yeah, so that kind of sums up the first round. Um, let's see, is there anything else that we want to go through in this second round? Uh, I don't know. Let's touch on our picks. How about that? Yeah, well, yeah, we'll just we'll just talk about the remainder of our team's drafts. You know, I think that um, the Patriots traded up, which is interesting, and they got Christian Barmore, defensive tackle out of Alabama out of Alabama. Mm. Um, the guy was a first-round grade, apparently, and Belichick just saw an opportunity to move up and get him. I don't think he had to pay very much either, so I was happy about that. He gets somebody to stop the run, which we have not been able to do in a long time. So another Alabama player. So I was happy. And that was the thing about this draft, and we're not going to get into the later rounds, but it was like Alabama, Alabama, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Those were our first four picks. And now I'm not a GM, and I like to think I know stuff about football, but I, I know that I don't. But if I were a GM and I was in this situation, I mean, Alabama, Alabama, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, I mean, there's a very good chance you're going to hit on some of those guys. Just yeah, because some... of the, the teams that they're coming from, <laughs> right. the schools that they're coming from. So right. very excited about that pick. Uh, fills the need. So I thought that was a nice move by Belichick to go get him. How about your second round pick? So I was fully expecting offensive line in this round. Um, just the other biggest need, and um, there was lots available. But uh, they took Pat Fryermuth. I think that's how you say his name, Fryermuth. Yeah. Um, the second best tight end in the draft, and seeing lots of comps to a certain Rob Gronkowski. Um, 
but just without the frat boy tendencies, probably. Just kidding. Uh, I think this is a good pick. I mean, the Steelers need offensive line, but they also needed a tight end that can block a little bit. And But he doesn't just block. He's also a weapon on offense. And with Eric Ebron kind of being up and down and not really a factor in the run game, this guy kind of replaces Vance McDonald and maybe even exceeds Vance McDonald, which, I mean, you would expect him to. Uh, Vance, Vance retired, so they need another tight end. And I thought maybe they would just go bring back Jesse James or something, um, who Frymuth said caught that ball, by the way. <laughs> we didn't uh, get into that. <laughs> but no, I mean... Honestly, this pick surprised me. I got a text from Kent. He's like, tight end. I was like, was unexpected, but I still think that this is great value. And um, yeah, and that's I think that's the the biggest point there is like, yeah, it wasn't offensive line and it was some other position. I mean, like at least with Pat Fryermuth, you're like, oh, like he was like the second highest rated tight end. And some say that if he were in last year's draft class, he would have been the first rated tight end. It's just because he's in the same class with Pitts, where mm. it's just like such a drop off but and that's why i like the pick uh unexpected like you said but i mean they did address offensive line later on in the draft but we don't need to get into that but taking Fryermuth, i mean it's you don't know what the future is with ebron right well there probably is no future with ebron you probably have him for maybe a season or two well yeah however the length of his contract is and then he's probably out um so this this fills a need and i mean he's talented so um, yeah again some of the teams that were coming up like Carolina was coming up. Uh, the Saints were coming up. I mean, somebody would have taken him. So, I mean, this was probably a nice spot for him to go. Yeah, and again, like we talk about, you know, you have and people have their opinions on Roethlisberger, but, I mean, you keep these old quarterbacks going by surrounding them with weapons. And so this just is that. But also he helps out in the, in the run game, which is also a big need. So Absolutely. I – like the pick even though it was unexpected kind of the i guess harris wasn't unexpected necessarily but i just thought they would go in a different direction but kind of two back back to back rounds where like you know what i thought they would do didn't happen so but i'm still very happy with both picks um yeah anyway i don't know if we need to touch on the later rounds but i know like the steelers addressed offensive line um with their next two picks and from what i'm seeing like the guys they picked were pretty solid prospects so i don't know i think and honestly the steelers have had a good track record of drafting offensive linemen late recently and like having them contribute maybe not be starters but like they fill in as starters for injured guys and like do a heck of a job so i'm actually kind of high on their ability to evaluate o linemen as well so um yeah, anyway, I don't know if you had anything else to say about the Patriots draft. or um, They just took a, pat, a defensive end from Oklahoma, Perkins, his first name. Oh, we got him with our, uh, our 96th overall, Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma. Um, I don't know, I think he's going to be kind of like that. I'm not going to say he is going to be like Chandler Jones or um, – flowers but i mean it's just that kind of pick right he just kind of fits that mold of the kind of guy that bill will find and draft and put into his his scheme so hopefully ronnie works yeah. out um the other one that we took was Ramondre stevenson uh, the running back out of oklahoma 
I had heard really good things about him, like from the fantasy community. Um, people really liked him, but it was, you know, depending on landing spot. So, I mean, for fantasy, mm-hmm. probably won't be productive just because, you know, Harris and and Michelle and, and James White are in that backfield. But Luke Garrett, Blunt Jr., sort of thing. Like, that's, if I had okay. to comp him to somebody, that's what he looks like. Which I like. I like Luke Garrett, Blunt. I mean, so, anyway. Let's let's go to our um, draft. Wait, oh, can I can I make one more? Sorry, this is a pick I forgot to talk about. The Steelers seventh round pick, the fat punter. Oh yeah, Presley Harvin, <laughs> Georgia Tech. You know what? I dig this pick a lot. They had two seventh round picks. So, um, anyway, is he going to be roster? Well, is he going to be your punter? Or is he, this like a probably because. They've been trying to replace Jordan Berry for a long time. They tried to bring in uh, Cole Quit last year from the Chiefs, and he was horrible. So they went and brought back Jordan Berry, who hasn't really been very good, but like is the only guy that's been consistent enough to put at the punter position. Um, and from what I'm reading here, like this guy was the ACC leader in punting average, 49 yards. So they're saying that he's going to compete in camp and try to win a spot on the 53-man roster. And honestly, I expect that to happen, but uh, it's going to be fun to watch because he's, he's, he's an unorthodox-looking punter, I guess is what, is what I'll say. But right. anyway, that's all. That's all on that. That was funny to see. Good pick yeah. by you guys. Fat punter. <laughs> the fat punter. Um, all right. Well, well, we'll dive into our rookie draft. So our, our Dynasty League had their rookie draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a four-round Again, it's a smaller league, so it's an 18 league. Um, and it, we had kind of that long style draft where your picks on the clock for about eight hours. So over the weekend, you can make your picks here and there. Um, so we'll kind of go through the rounds. We'll go through the picks. Um, if there's one that we want to stop and talk about, we'll talk about it. I know some drama kind of <laughs> went on, at least between you and me so we can address that and I apologize where necessary um so we'll start the draft with the 101 Jordan Pickett uh and Jordan got like cute with it right off the start hey like he was throwing it out there trying to shop <laughs> he was it, just messing around um but I obviously Jordan made the right call he takes Trevor Lawrence which is great for him because I mean I don't know what Deshaun Watson is going to do I don't know what's going on there so I think getting a guy like Trevor Lawrence, Jordan can easily build around him, pair him with uh, Baker Mayfield, at least for this year. That's a nice couple guys to have to build around that are young. So, yeah. I mean, again, I don't know if there's anything really else to say there, but a nice pick by Jordan. Yeah, I think uh, um, I think the pick just made sense, like you said, just quarterback uncertainty and – Lawrence being talked about as a talent that he is, like, yeah, you have, I think Jordan just had to take him there. So, and now here's the thing: this is you have like Lawrence is the guy, but for you and me, we're both big on Zach Wilson. I think you and I are Zach Wilson Wilson truthers, right? Mm-hmm. We believe in the talent. You watch the games. Um, I watch some of the games. Obviously, because we played Boise State a little bit. Um, you and I wouldn't be surprised if Zach Wilson was better than Trevor Lawrence, right? No, I wouldn't be. 
And I don't Come. think that is, especially like in this league and probably in general, I don't know if that's a common uh, thought. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, like, I don't think you and I are, are, have a lot of people that would probably agree when we say that, but that's, that's how you and I felt. You and I have talked about this probably for, I don't know, months now, right? Like this is probably mm-hmm. going on three or four months that we've, we've been really high on Zach Wilson even more so that you and I had discussions of, oh, we like him more than, than Trevor Lawrence. Not saying that Zach should have gone number one, just that you and I like the talent. And I don't know. <laughs> we think he'll be something. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. Uh, we'll move along here. So Dallin has two picks in a row. He has the two, uh, the 102 and the 103 because of the dumb trade that I made with him for Zach Ertz. So he got my first and second rounder. Bad move by me. Uh, we don't need to talk about it anymore. And we can let that die in the past. But he goes Najee Harris, Jamar Chase. Yeah, which everyone everyone knew he was going to probably do that because Dallin just needs talent, and that's talent right there. Now, Dallin doesn't take a quarterback here. No. Because Dallin assumes that you're going to take Zach Wilson at the 104, which you and I talked about for a long time, that we like Zach Wilson enough that you could take him at the 104. That that was but, my plan until about <clears throat> 10 days ago? before the draft or something. 10 days before the draft. And what was your plan? Well, yeah, so I wanted Wilson real bad. I feel like I could use a young quarterback, and he's my boy from BYU. So, But then you start hearing about Kyle Pitts. You keep hearing about Kyle Pitts. He's generational, this generational talent, like um, more than just a tight end. Like he's just, he can do it all. And he's just a freak. And uh, I have Travis Kelsey, but Travis Kelsey is in his thirties now. So you never know when the wall might come for him. Um, There's just too much talent to pass up here. So just all the hype I was here and I was committed to Pitts, but I wasn't playing my, I wasn't showing my cards, because I didn't want Dallin to catch on. So I snagged Pitts, and I don't think Dallin knew I was going to do that. <clears throat> right. Um. I mean, great pick by you because yeah, you get to go from Kelsey to Pitts. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, and the and the tight end position I think is it's it's difficult to find that guy. The week in, week out starter type guy. So yeah. Like the Kelsey, the Waller. I think that's why Mark had such a great season because he never had to worry about that tight end position because it was always like, Waller's going to take care of me. He's not going to underperform. He's always going to play well. That's very um, nice to have, I'll tell you. And I think it makes it easier to construct your other roster because you don't have to worry about. I mean, and I had this problem last year was I had like three or four tight ends that I was rostering because I didn't know who was going to have yeah. a week and I didn't have enough time <clears throat> at that position on my team to really trust anybody. So, mm-hmm. yeah, nice move. Okay. Uh, so then Dallin has another pick. I mean, Dallin had acquired so much draft capital for this draft. So he takes Travis Etienne. Um, and that's the thing. The running back class was so bad in this draft, right? Like it's it goes – Harris, Etienne, and then Williams, and then it drops. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was really dependent on landing spot at that point. But I don't know if this was a move by Dallin to try and take a running back away from Mark, but, I mean, we'll address that in just a minute here. Um, but he takes the other, like, the top two running backs, so can't knock that. Um, and then we get to Mark. Uh, it goes Mark, Dallin, 
Yeah. And then Mark. <clears throat> but we'll get to that. So Mark so takes think, Trey Lance. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, so I think, well, I think, I think ETN was probably an obvious pick for, <clears throat> excuse me, for um, Dallin. But I think he also wanted to keep that handcuff away from Mark, who has Robinson. Yeah. Um, and so it made sense on a couple levels there. But, uh, yeah, anyway, then Mark took Trey Lance, which I thought he might take Fields, but I know – the quarterback that went to Shanahan was going to be probably highly thought of. Yeah. So um, um, it makes sense here. And maybe Mark <laughs> feels like he can get by with Brady and Burrow long enough into the season where then Lance is maybe starting and then he can get Lance into the mix. Um, because again, the rushing upside of Lance is really intriguing, especially in that Shanahan offense. So at this point in the draft, Mark and I have agreed to a trade. Um, and so Mark and I had been talking, I mean, I feel like it had gone on for a couple of days. And, um, at first I had inquired just about getting his second round pick. Cause I was, you know, just wanted to get a bunch of picks so I could just take shots on a bunch of guys. But the problem was my picks were in the third round. So I'm missing out on some of these top end blue chip type guys. Um, so we go back and forth and Mark, uh, man, like that guy wouldn't budge on anything. And I was like, Hey, I want like at least three picks. If I were to give you like an Antonio Gibson, which is who we were talking about, and I was like, and he wouldn't budge. And I was like, well, if you're not going to give me what I want, then like we're not going to do it. And we're back and forth. And, and ultimately, I mean, this was probably the day of the draft. I said, yeah, no, I'm not going to do whatever deal we had kind of discussed. Um, and then, um, and what it came down to was Gibson to Mark for the 108 this year and a third next year. And I just, I didn't feel like that was enough value for Gibson. Um, especially with dealing with Mark when he had, he had won the championship, but he expressed, he's like, yeah, no, I'm not into the whole paying up because I won. And fair enough. I mean, I did it last year. It didn't really work out for me. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's not flawed in that, right, that right. thought process, that thought process there. Um, but I said, no, I'm not doing it. And then he was on the clock. And I think I messaged him. I said, I was like, screw it. Okay, let's do this. And I felt that way because I didn't think he was going to take Zach Wilson. And well, and that was the thing. Lance, Wilson, or Fields, I was okay with any three of those at the 108. And that's what it really came down to. Um, but I thought there was a chance I could get Wilson. And from the discussion that you and I had, we were both pretty high on him. So I'll take that shot. Uh, I obviously screw you over. So, I mean, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so Mark takes Lance. Uh, we do the trade. Kind of blows things up. You're taking a nap, so you're not catching any of this. Yeah, and I was like sleeping Dallin or takes, something. Dallin takes Fields. Um, and then I take Wilson. And so then you wake up from your nap, and you are on the clock. And what were your first impressions? Well, first I was like, well, now what am I going to do? I thought... I thought one of these quarterbacks would be available to me there. Like if Fields was there, I'd take him. If you know, if Lance was there, like, but then all three went, and I didn't want Mac Jones at that point. So I'm like, you know, super confused. But then, and obviously, you know, having talked to you so much about how much I liked Wilson, you know, felt a little betrayed. But no, I'm just kidding. 
yeah i mean it was probably a dirty move uh it's all good it's all it's all fair i hey man but you got to do what you got to do for the rebuild yeah that's fair um but quarterback's not my biggest need right now so i mean you know i could pivot and i think this was a good pivot because um knowing that williams went to the broncos and you know having melvin gordon and the way melvin gordon's been playing you know you figure williams will probably get a role right away and could potentially take over there so it was kind of a no-brainer for me to get that to have that backfield locked up like I had before with Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. Um, so yeah, I think it was just an obvious pick. My I like my receivers a little bit better than my running backs right now, even though I like I like my team as a whole in general, but I do like my receiver depth a little bit more. So I felt like yeah. that also makes sense. So I yeah. went with Williams. Running- the running backs fell off after that right like yeah but i know i know i know jordan was thinking was like looking at williams for his 2.4 um but i didn't really need you know waddle or smith or one of these receivers so yeah that's what i went with nice um yeah and a good pick like you said i I like that it replaces gordon for you Mm-hmm. Um, and it just adds to that running back room. I mean, you have like you have Montgomery, you have Acres, you have Hunt, you have Edwards Alaire. So I mean, there's no need to get him in right away, but it just keeps that running back room young. And uh, again, like your roster is pretty solid. So I mean, there's really a nice chance for you to have a next year here. Yeah. So that's a good piece. Um. So then Dallin again has two picks in a row. Uh, he goes Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith. So Dallin at this point has walked away with. The top three receivers. The top three receivers. Top I mean, two running backs. Not a bad draft. Again, he had he had accumulated so much draft capital in this draft. I mean, he was going to walk away with a lot. Yeah. Um, but two great receivers, right? Both Alabama. One's a Heisman Trophy winner. He gets his Philadelphia boy Smith, and we'll see how Waddle does with Tua. Although Waddle prefers Mac Jones. Um, Jordan's on the clock with three picks. Um, I think Jordan made nice picks, one of which I was really mad about because I was hoping that that guy would fall to me. Um, but first, he takes Rashad Bateman, arguably the number. Yeah, he was like the number four receiver in this class, mm-hmm. so that's a nice pick. Uh, a lot of Allen Robinson kind of comps to this guy, but he goes to Baltimore. So, I mean, the wide receiver room, I, I think he's the number one wide receiver there. So, as long as... You know, Lamar Jackson can continue to become more accurate and better at throwing. I mean, I like the fit there. That's a good piece for Jordan. The only yeah, thing I think is it's, that he, he double downs, right? He has Hollywood, now he has his Bateman, but I think it's been hard like to as a guy. Mm-hmm. It's hard to trust Baltimore wide receivers in general, but like when you're drafting at that point, I think that's the pick that made sense. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't knock it. I was hoping that one of those. More like Waddle or Smith might fall to Jordan just for his sake, <laughs> yeah. but uh, um, just with a little shake up there with you jumping up for Wilson, I think it kind of put a little wrench in the gears of a couple picks. But that's the way it goes. Oops. No, it's all good. Um, so then Jordan takes Trey Sermon. I mean, Trey Sermon I don't think was necessarily even the fourth best running back in this class, but. Mm-hmm. He goes to the best spot. Yeah, he goes to San Francisco. So, but yeah, again, it's one of those Shanahan picks. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this was a nice pick. And, and Sermon was a guy that was rising up in mock drafts and draft boards. So, uh, I think this is a good pick by Jordan because he, he has to his running back room. Um, he's just going to be behind a couple guys, right? Because there's that Wilson guy. Yeah. Mostert. So, mm-hmm. this may not be a guy he plays right away. But down the road, having Shanahan's running back, I mean, that's valuable. Yeah. Um, then Jordan Marshall. has another pick. Yeah, Terrace yeah. Marshall, who's another. This, this is the pick I wanted. This is the guy I wanted. Oh, okay. Um, just LSU guy, uh, young. He had a, a breakout last year. I mean, he was productive with Chase and Jefferson on the field. Uh, just a big body type receiver. He goes to Panthers, so we'll see how it goes. I think there's a little bit of injury concern here with his knee, but I. From everything I had looked at, like I was comfortable enough taking him with my pick at the, I think I had the 301, um, but he didn't fall to me. So I, I ended up texting Jordan saying I like the pick. Uh, Jordan, I think, likes LSU wide receivers. So a uh, good pick by him there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and now you can always make the case here because then Dallin comes back on the board and takes Rondell Moore. I mean, people argue that Rondell Moore was the fifth best wide receiver in this draft. So now Dallin has four of the top five receivers in the draft. So, uh, again, I think that's an easy pick for Dallin at that point. Um, Rondell Moore, lots of comps to Tyreek Hill. Just the size, the speed, goes to a good offense. Um, again, this is another team that is helping Kyler Murray. They're getting him weapons. So, this is going to be a good offense. So, I think yeah. Rondell Moore will be productive. Um, okay, now we're at March. Mark is on the clock, and Mark takes a guy that I was considering, um, and that was Michael Carter, running back out of UNC, goes to New York Jets. Um, I was actually kind of glad that he did take him because then I wasn't going to have too many Jets on my team, which I don't know if I'd be comfortable with that. Um, So uh, I think Michael Carter, just the nice thing about him is just the pathway to work, right? Like it's... yeah. P. Ryan and I don't I don't know who else to be honest. I mean, uh, I think Michael Carter can win that job easily. So I mean, that's just a pick. Although I don't think there were better players on the board than Michael Carter. Uh, the running backs at this point, Michael Carter is like the last guy you take. Mm-hmm. Um, and. There's just a, a, a clear path for work for him. And I think Mark is focused on that running back room uh, for him. I mean, he's got great wide receivers. He's got a good tight ends. He can, he's already addressed the quarterback position. So I think at this point for Mark, it was like lock down another running back if possible. So uh, a good pick. Um, although I think there was maybe at least one guy I think that was still on the board. Uh, we'll get to him later. Um, but then I'm on the board. 301, so I have a lot of picks in the third round. Um, so I was able to get some guys. So I uh, I didn't know what to do with this pick because <laughs> Elijah Moore was on the board, and that's who I wanted. Um, just the draft capital was there, right? Like he went the second pick in the second round, projected to go in the first round sort of thing. And So I was like, I don't know what to do here. And I was like, am I going to be more upset that I don't walk away with Mac Jones or Elijah Moore? And what it came down to is I was going to be more upset if I didn't have Mac Jones. Because Lauren, <laughs> last year, sniped my Jalen Hurts pick, 
which I was really upset. I'm still upset about it. Right. So I was like, I'm not going to let Lauren do this to me again. So uh, I took Mac Jones, doubled down on quarterback. I need to, I needed to because I mean, quarterback is uh, not a strength. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Any, I don't have any strengths on my team at this point, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> so I, I take Mac Jones. Um, maybe a little bit of a reach, but I think in a year he could be the starter. So. Yeah, no, I don't think you made a bad pick there at all. And Mac Jones in like mock drafts for like 12 team leagues, he goes at the 111. So he was 11th overall. I got him 17th overall. Hmm. Right, I'll take it. I think it's okay. Um, let's go to Lauren, who then takes Kadarius Tony. I mean, that's a good pick. I mean, like, yeah, first first round guy, first rounder, the third round. So, um, and again, Lauren. Here's what I'm gonna say about Lauren's team. I understand Mark has a chance to repeat. Mark's the reigning champion. Mark has a good a good roster. Lauren has a great roster. Like it's Lauren. And then it's every, like there's a there's a, a gap and then it's everybody else. Like, Lauren does not need anything on his team. Like every position, he just he has elite players. So I mean he's adding Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony's not gonna <laughs> do anything for him. He's this is like he's probably he could keep him on his taxi squad. Kadarius Tony could start for my team. Kadarius Tony is gonna be on his taxi squad most likely. Um anyway. Uh, that's my Lauren rant right there. Fair enough. Um, any, sorry, anything you want to add on, on those last couple picks there? I kind of ran uh, a little bit. No, it's okay. Yeah, no, I think we got a lot of, you know, between Lauren, Ben, Brady. I don't know if you want to throw me in the mix, but I will. Yeah. <laughs> teams with a lot of talent. But, yeah, like Lauren's team just has a lot. So, yeah. Um, okay. Then I had three picks in a row. Yeah. Um, I wasn't comfortable taking any running backs at this point, although I probably need to address running back at some point in the year, um, especially after training Gibson. But I just went with uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, went to Detroit, received right at USC. This was a guy that uh, a lot of fantasy professionals said, like, this is a guy you have to walk out of with your draft because he's going to a team that has the worst wide receiver room in the league, and he's better than most of the guys in that room, and he will be targeted. So, I mean, just from a target's perspective, that was the argument why to take him. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I like him. I don't know that he's necessarily, like, I don't know where he ranks. I don't know, like, in my personal rankings where I had him, but uh, just the opportunity, the targets, uh, he could be a viable option for me. Um, Elijah Moore. That was just like I couldn't believe he was still on the board. So that was an easy that was an easy pick. Uh, second round pick going to the Jets. So hopefully I have a little something there with Wilson and and Moore. Uh, and then Deami Brown. This was a uh, this is very much a a my guy pick. Okay. Um, this was just a guy that I was when looking at like the draft class. This was a guy that I fell in love with and I just wanted. Uh, he lands in Washington. So I mean, yeah, there's McCoy and there's Samuel. So I don't know what his opportunity looks like, but this is just a guy that I like, so I took him. Um, so you want to go over the next few? Yeah, so Dallin gets in a tight end now after I snipe pits from him. 
Fryermuth, who's the second best tight end, and like we already talked about him going to Pittsburgh. I think that uh, I think that's a good pick for Dallin. Obviously, he's good. He's now got talent at every position in this draft. So <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think Fryermuth could be a pretty good tight end. So I dig that pick for him. Um, I know Jordan struggled with this Kenneth Gainwell pick. He just didn't really know what to do. Um, but I've, from what I've been reading, it seems like um, Miles Sanders was kind of has struggled in the passing game a little bit, and uh, he's had some injuries the last couple of years, and so there could be a real chance of Gainwell getting some playing time right away. Obviously, Sanders is the guy, but like you know, there's lots of backfields that have a couple guys that produce. So um, the other thing is, I don't know if Sanders is the guy because they've added on Johnson this week. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gainwell, so it's like, I don't know what's going on there, but either way, there may be an opportunity there. So, I mean, at that point, taking a shot. Yeah. Um, so, I think that made sense for Jordan. He's just trying to get talent as well. Um, then you end up picking... Mari Rogers. Mari Rogers, who went to Green Bay. Yeah, this was really... I thought Jordan was going to take him, to be honest. And, mm-hmm. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay, I'm going to love this pick. If Rodgers is gone, I don't know how much I like it. So, we'll <laughs> see. Yeah. Um, and then, again, I was on the board again. I took Kellen Mond. This was a guy that I, again, kind of like my Deami Brown, just a guy that I fell in love with. And yeah, I this was a team. Right, a guy that you'd been talking to me about a lot, and then I've kind of started to like. I was kind of digging him, and I was hoping that maybe I knew he probably I knew he wouldn't get past you, yeah, <laughs> and get all the way to me down there. But uh, I knew I, I was could hoping get him in the in the fourth. But Jordan, right. I think, was considering him. Oh, okay. Uh, with where the Gainwell pick happened, and so I was really nervous that he was going to take him because I was like, oh, did I get too too cute with this trying to like let the guy fall that I know I'm taking and, and all this stuff. But either way, um, he lands in Minnesota. Definitely not going to start for at least a year or two. Um, but I believe in the talent. And I think uh, if he's given the opportunity, I think he could easily take that job. And he could be Chris great. Sims believes in the talent too, right? Absolutely. Chris Sims so, is number four quarterback. I am walking why. out of this draft with Chris Sims is number one quarterback. His number three quarterback and his number four quarterback. <laughs> so, I mean. Well, there you go mission accomplished um i think uh, if were you were you done with that pick sorry yeah 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 um this next pick was kind of a guy that i followed throughout the year at college i mean he's a canadian guy i know i don't generally uh subscribe to the he's canadian so i have to like him sort of thing but chuba hubbard josh palmer (laughs) is he canadian i didn't even know that yeah yeah, he is uh i didn't even know that honestly chuba hubbard was just a guy that I followed and kind of liked a little bit. And uh, I know he's going to be behind McCaffrey there, but uh, he was a guy that I thought, you know, if he fell to me, I might take as well. But uh, just just an interesting prospect, a guy that was highly productive in college. And so, um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens with um, the Carolina well, situation there. What's but. crazy about Hubbard was if he would have come out last year, he would have been like a top pick, right? Yeah. Because he had such a good year, so he had – 
a crazy fall, but um, one of the comments I heard was like Hubbard is the most valuable handcuff. Right. Because he will just the way that they work the, the lead back into like I mean like look at Mike Davis. Right? Like he was great last year for fantasy and uh, he, Carolina used him really efficiently. Um Javian Hawkins, that was my pick. Right. Undrafted free agent went to Atlanta. Uh, the reason I took him, this was just a guy that people pointed out and said, you can get this guy for free. Um, and I mean, he probably would have been on the waivers, but I feel like there would have been a bidding war on him. I feel like people would have caught on it at that point. Just with like, you know, it shows like the sleeper app shows like the most ads and things like that. And I feel like people could have clued in on him. So whether or not people knew about him or not, I don't know. But I took him just because well, I need the running back help. Um, but it's, it's him and Mike Davis in Atlanta, and that's it. I mean, Quadre Olson's there, but I think he sucks. So, so there's just an opportunity. Um, and I think he uh, he was actually a pretty highly ranked prospect, but I think he has some character flaws. So hopefully that don't get in the way. Man, I didn't realize that Todd Gurley was gone. Yeah. To be him honest. And are, him and Bell are still free agents. Man, Gurley's 26, man, and he's, like, almost useless. Anyway, that's wild. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Um, Dwayne Eskridge, my next pick. This was uh, very much like Amon Ross St. Brown. The way that people talked about Amon Ross St. Brown, they talked about Eskridge. Um, He's a little older. like He's not, like, 21 or anything. Right. He's, like, 23, 24. Um, But uh, he's going to be the wide receiver three in Seattle. And if anything were to happen to Tyler Lockett or or Metcalf, he would be well, he's, he's paired with a Hall of Fame quarterback. So I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there's just an opportunity. That's why I picked him. So um, makes sense. Let's get through these ones real quick. Yeah, Jordan let's take Nico Collins to the Texans yeah. wide receiver. I Will mean, Fuller leaving. So I mean, there's opportunity, but it is Brandon Cooks' show there. Like Brandon Cooks is easily the wide receiver. It depends one, on so. what happens with uh, Watson. <laughs> Right. That's up in the air. Um, you take Josh Palmer. This is a guy that you and I talked about. Um, yeah, like, I really had no idea what to do here, but you kind of gave me a few names. And so I was like, I was looking and I was like, you know, Palmer could immediately be the number three and potentially, and then like you got this gunslinger, Justin Herbert, you know, it just, I don't know. Yeah. It just seemed to make sense for me here. So, <laughs> and like, Mike Williams is set to miss. That's a guy that I, I can't, I can't leave alone i have to have him. i have to keep him because i right I, oh i just want him to be good so bad but anyway mike williams you know is going to miss games so josh palmer's going to get in there at some point he's better than the guyton and the whatever other guys they had out there running around before but again if you compare him with herbert for the long term that might be a good one um and then lauren goes tylen wallace and i like tylen wallace i really like tylen wallace tylen wallace was going like right behind Terrace Marshall in, like, mocks just before okay. the draft. Um, hmm. He just lands in a bad spot. And not that it's a bad spot. It's just that he's wide receiver four right from the get-go. Um, I think he is better than Watkins. So I think there's a, a good opportunity for him to get to that wide receiver three role. Um, and then, you know, who knows from there, right? Like, if, if Hollywood doesn't work out, maybe he becomes wide receiver two. But I was texting Lauren, and I just said, hey, like this is a guy that, I mean, obviously I didn't take him, but 
Mm-hmm. Again, with Warren's roster, why not take a shot on the guy like this who probably the best prospect on the board. He just landed in a bad spot for now, but we'll see. Right. Um, and then Mark takes Kyle Chask. And at first I was like, I thought that was a really weird pick, but with Tom Brady, I mean, it makes sense, right? He can well, yeah, and I have, think, have the handcuff. I think we've said, you know, Mark, Mark needs QBs. I know he was able to grab Lance, but, uh, you know, doesn't really hurt to take a and we, and we chance don't know on when Lance guy. is starting, right? Like, I right. They've said they're going to start Jimmy this year. And who knows? Giselle could finally tell Tom Tom Brady she's had enough and wants him to retire. You know. You just said he's playing till fifty. Well, I'm saying I'd I'd kill myself if that happened. No, I <laughs> I so, don't want to watch Tom Brady play that long. That's all right. Again, and we're not really going to give out draft grades because. Everybody got better who was picking. So sorry to Brady. Sorry to Ben Huber. I mean, you guys didn't get any better, but yeah. you don't necessarily have bad rosters to begin with. So right. It is what it is. I think um, I think Lauren had a couple really good picks for picking late, um, and not picking very often. Yeah, um, but obviously Dallin wins, right? Like Dallin had so many. Well, picks. yeah, he just had so yeah, he said so much capital, and he grabbed. Like he grabbed like the top three receivers, the top two running backs, the second tight end, you know, like just top three quarterback. I mean, embarrassment of young riches here, yeah. So yeah, so but um, let's see here. Did you have a favorite pick or like a? Obviously, we like our own picks, but maybe somebody else. Let's go through round one. Was there a pick that you liked the most? Oh, the most. Najee Harris. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it just made sense there. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to say, uh, I'll say Kyle Pitts for you. Okay. Um, I just liked, uh, again, getting from Kelsey to Pitts. I think that's great. Um, and I feel like that's where our draft really kind of was like, oh, this is not what we thought was going to happen. So I thought that was kind of where the change was. Um, let's go round two. Um, I already got mine. Terrace Marshall, Jordan. That was a pick I I wanted. Okay. So I mean, that was just a guy I believed in, the guy I wanted. So that was my favorite pick there. I hate to keep picking Downs picks, but like <laughs> Devonta Smith or Waddle, but like one like getting those guys there, um, being able to come away with both of them. Right. Yeah. Um. Round three. Oh man, this is really hard not to pick myself. I'm picking myself. Elijah Moore. <laughs> like getting Elijah Moore in the third round, I think that was incredible yeah. value. So I think I think Tony or Moore make yeah, I think like a guy like Tony with a first round you know, who was a first rounder, whatever. Um But yeah, right. I think I think I think that that's what I would go for there. Round four. Um round four. Kind of already gushed about Hubbard. I mean, I don't think he's going to make that much of an impact, but I just kind of like him. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm just going to go with him. I can't pick myself again, can I? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, you can because you had a ton oh, of picks. Yeah, I want to pick Mon, but I'm going to pick Dwayne Eskridge. I'm going to pick Dwayne Eskridge, man. Watch, watch that pick come out. Yeah, fair enough. Nah, I probably shouldn't pick myself. I will pick 
I'm going to say Lauren. I'll take the Tylen Wallace. I like that guy. Yeah, I fair enough. All right. Okay. Well, I think, yeah, we've been, been just over an hour here. So I think that should wrap us up for tonight, I think. Unless there was anything else pressing you wanted to talk oh, about. I think we can talk more about the Aaron Rodgers drama and the, the yeah release next week. I mean, that'll, or next episode, that'll give us some stuff to talk about. So yeah, we'll, we'll get more into that next time. So we don't want to have too long of an episode. Plus it's, uh, it's late. I got tons of stuff to do. You know, it's just time for bed, but I'm glad I can talk some football with all of you. Thank you for joining us. No, <laughs> um, yeah, again, it's the off season, so our schedule is going to be a little more sporadic. Um, yep. And obviously, as the season comes closer in the summertime, things will ramp up for us too, and uh, we'll try to get more content out more regularly. But appreciate everyone listening who does, and I think that's it. Yeah, have a good night, everybody. Enjoy your rookie drafts. Peace.